Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's show, I'm breaking down everything you need to know from Tennessee Titans training camp practice on Thursday. The biggest story of the day was all-pro safety Kevin Byard having a monster performance, and that included being challenged by a Tennessee Titans rookie. I'll go over that battle next. We got to talk about Malik Willis, who had his best day with the Tennessee Titans so far, that included a ton of excellent touchdown passes. Then we got to talk about some of the absences at Titans practice on Thursday, as there were a lot of people on that list, as well as a few additional notes from some standout performances at practice, breaking down everything you need to know from Tennessee Titans training camp practice on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it was a big day for Kevin Byard on the field and off the field. I'm going to get into all of that before I do. want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content all year round and on all platforms, including the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell. And throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. I'm trying to get a million likes on this video. It goes a long way to help support in the channel. I do appreciate it. You can find me for additional analysis and my film work on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and on the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Tennessee Titans fan for nearly 25 years and a certified film junkie who's breaking down the X's and O's with you guys all season long. But let's dive right in here. Kevin Byard, and I want to start here. Like I said, big day on the field for the Tennessee Titans All-Pro Safety, but a big day off the field as well. After practice, Kevin Byard was surprised by his former head coach, uh, by some other personnel from Middle Tennessee State University, where Byard went to college, a Tennessee kid through and through, and they let him know that they would be retiring his number 20 college jersey. So, love to see that. I've said this quite a bit throughout the summer as it's dawned on me. Kevin Byard truly is my favorite Tennessee Titan of all time. He may not be the best Tennessee Titan of all time. I certainly think he's the best safety in Tennessee Titans history since the move. Um, Kevin Byard, what he does in the community, what he does as a leader on the team. If you remember back to the 2020 season and all the turmoil there, Byard was the voice for the Titans. And then, of course, his play out on the field. And Byard doesn't just make big plays. He makes them in the biggest moments when the team needs them the most. So, um, Kevin Byard. I remember when he got drafted, me and my brother, also a Titans fan, celebrating the pick, and I said, man, there's something special about this guy. I just have a feeling he's going to be something great. I didn't know that he'd turn out to be a multi-time first-team All-Pro, but I'm so happy that Kevin Byard turned into what I was hoping he would be and more, not only on the field, but off it. So just wanted to take a moment and talk about the greatness 
of Kevin Byard, my favorite Tennessee Titan of all time, and the only Tennessee Titan that I own a jersey of. Uh, so I'll let that speak for itself. But let's talk about Byard on the field. Ryan Tannehill hadn't thrown an interception all training camp long. Well, that ended on Thursday, and who else but KB, the mayor of Murfreesboro. Kevin Byard worked over the middle of the field. Tannehill was targeting Austin Hooper down the seam, which is like down the hash mark on a vertical route. Byard slid in between and got the interception. Byard talked after practice and said he'd been hearing a little bit too much talk about Ryan Tannehill not throwing an interception in training camp that he wanted to uh, do something about that. And he certainly did. It wasn't just that. But Kevin Byard versus Kyle Phillips has become a major battle in camp. We talk about Reggie, uh, Reggie, Roger McCreary versus Traylon Burks. Well, we got to keep monitoring Kevin Byard versus Kyle Phillips. So Kyle Phillips been winning some in one-on-ones. He'd been making some great plays, uh, dusting some people, quite frankly, throughout camp. And that continued on Thursday. Well, for the past couple of days, Kevin Byard said, hey, young buck, one-on-ones in the red zone, me versus you. And when Byard did that, they tried to throw the fade to Phillips. Byard knocked it away. No chance, rookie. But Kevin Byard talked about purposefully calling out Kyle Phillips multiple days this week and saying, I want to go against you. And Byard says he wants to improve his ability to play man coverage in the slot and show the coaching staff that if he needs to do that, be that tight end stopper, play slot receivers, he can he can win in those areas, and it just makes him better. So Kevin Byard talked about purposefully doing that and calling out the rookie, not only because the rookie is making some people look bad and he wants to, you know, shut that down a little bit. No no bother. The All-Pro saying, okay, Rook, calm down. Come get some of this. And he's done it multiple days, but also trying to sharpen his skills in that avenue in a position that, you know, he's not normally in playing those shifty slot receivers. So Kevin Byard, just another example of constantly trying to win, he had another pass breakup in more and more of a team scenario. I believe it was seven on seven red zone against Kyle Phillips running a fade. Um, KB man, he's the all pro rookie. You're doing good, but you know when I take it up a notch on you. I also love the comment from Kevin Byard. Someone asked him after practice about you know the media just being so high on the Colts. Kevin Byard said the Titans have never been the quote talk of the town. And he also, quote, knows that doesn't matter. So love the simple answer from Kevin Byard, not getting all on the uh, all on the the bulletin board, uh, bullet bulletin board, bulletin board for the Colts, but also saying something the Titans fans really do want to hear. And he continues again to be the voice of the team when it matters. He also talked about Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton had a little bit of an up and down day on Thursday. I'll explain when we talk about you know some team notes that I want to get into, but Kevin Byer talked about Fulton being an X factor for the team. He should have a pro bowl year. That's the standard for Christian Fulton leadership, holding those guys to a certain standard. Love to see that. Um, do want to mention, we talked a little about Kyle Phillips here during the segment because he, you know, is taking on Kevin Byard in the drills. Kyle Phillips got to run with the first team again, had a, uh, a bad play where him and Tannehill read a situation differently and Phillips made a mistake and didn't run the right route. Came back, same exact play later in practice, touchdown on a fade route to Kyle Phillips on the same play. Guy doesn't make the second mistake twice. Wide receiver coach Robert Moore said he's earned 
first-team reps, with the way he knows the playbook, the way he's competing, the way he's getting open. Mike Vrabel talked about Kyle Phillips, the way he's getting open. So, you guys watched yesterday's show about the rookies and getting hype about that class. It's only intensifying, folks. But we're going to continue talking about the awesome moments in practice. Malik Willis, baby, showing out in practice. Had his best day of training camp so far. I'm going to break that down for you guys in just a moment. Before I get into it, do want to tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. They got info on every sport, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL. They have combat sports, including UFC, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be your top resource for all your sports wagering information. Head to BetOnline today. They have live betting. Um, they have score updates. They have news. Everything that you could want. You can use your mobile device or your laptop or your home computer, whatever you want. Go to Bet Online and check out all the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to break down a fantastic performance from Music City Malik in Titans training camp. On Thursday, before we get into that, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe. Again, guys, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content on every platform, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. If you're one of the podcast folks who just listens to the audio and you have YouTube, still go subscribe to the channel. It would help me out, and the show's free, so not asking a lot from you guys there. And also. Now I am asking a little bit of a lot. I'm sorry, but haven't had reviews in quite some time throughout the summer. If you guys are enjoying the show, you like what you hear, head over to Apple iTunes, throw me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate that. Again, it's going to be a lot of new listeners joining the, the club here with us at the beginning of the season. There always is. Tell these people exactly what they're going to get if they give the Locked On Titans podcast a couple of spins during the year, but Let's talk about Malik Willis, baby. So it started, we started hearing good things at the beginning of the day from quarterback coach Pat O'Hara. And Pat O'Hara talked about Malik Willis and basically said his decision-making has just improved incredibly. It's been, he's been making great decisions. Of course, it's still about the timing. And he talked about just working within the pocket, staying within the tackle box, learning how to operate there. They know that Malik can play well outside of the pocket. They're aware of that. They need Malik to get comfortable inside the pocket. So they're working on all that. But he talked about how he's such a quick learner, getting everything, really putting it into practice. And did he ever put it into practice on Thursday? So it started shaky for Malik. I'm not going to lie to you. He had a pretty rough performance in one-on-one -on -one period in the red zone where they're just you know, in the red zone, low red zone, 10-yard line, 5-yard line, and it's one-on-one -on -one wide receiver versus defensive back or tight end versus defensive back, whatever, running back versus linebacker. He had some bad throws. Comes out at the beginning of red zone 7-on-7, seven seven, makes a, a couple of overthrows. That's all true. He's a rookie who needs some development. He had some up-and-down moments as well, but 
He responded at the end of practice in a major way. In low red zone, so we're talking 10-yard line and in seven-on-seven drills, his first pass, five-yard gain on the sideline. Then, after that, three straight plays in a row. A drive throw, a power throw from the opposite hash to the other hash for a touchdown to Terry Godwin. The next play, think about this. Malik in the pocket, nobody open. He went through all of his progressions. Nobody there. He rolls out to his left. And we've been talking all week about how Malik's form and he doesn't really look comfortable rolling to his left. He rolls to his left, looks, and fires a nice dart over the middle of the field for a touchdown to Josh Malone. The very next play, Malik in the pocket throws an anticipatory throw with incredible touch over the middle of the field, lobs it over the middle as Briley Moore runs into place and catches it for another touchdown. That's four for four, three touchdowns in a row. The arm strength with a drive throw to Terry Godwin. Rolling left and improving on something that he struggled with early in the week. Going through all of his progressions in a quick manner like he struggled with early on that the coaches have been saying the timing he wants to go through. Gets through that, finds Josh Malone rolling left for a touchdown. That right there, arm strength. Going through progressions quickly. Rolling out to his left and improving his technique on that side. Two touchdowns in low red zone. Then follows it up with an anticipatory touch throw over the middle to Briley Moore. We see the playmaking out of the pocket. We see improvement in technique just from a few days ago. We see progression timing, which is a big thing that he's working on. We see arm strength that we already know that he had anticipatory throws, touch throws. Boom! What a day from Malik Willis. And it wasn't just low red zone seven on seven, low red zone team activities. He had a touchdown throw to Reggie Roberson. He had another touchdown throw to Briley Moore. He had a couple of throws to Jeff Swaim and one-on-ones for touchdowns. I mean, yeah, it's going to be up and down. Yeah, he's not going to be the starter. But, I mean, this kind of improvement, This rapid improvement, this goes with what the coaching staff has been saying all along about Malik Willis being such a quick learner. I know it all sounds flowery when you hear it from the coaches, but we're seeing it happen and take place in training camp. And just to put the cherry on top for you and anybody who's been listening to the show for the last few weeks or for the last few years, for that matter, will know. That this, I mean, look at my smile, man. This made me so happy to hear. Today at training camp, Malik Willis got what Paul Kaharski called true number two reps. True number two reps. Logan Woodside was on a side field working with some new players that the Titans have signed recently on the playbook. You know who was running the second team? Music City Malik. It's only a matter of time, Logan. Anyways, anyways, not going to victory lap and peacock too soon on you guys, but come on, man. You really think the Titans would have a better chance to win a game if Tannehill got hurt with Woodside over Malik Willis? Come on, man. Come on. 
Now, if, if we'll watch the preseason, and if Woodside just looks way better, then whatever, I'll concede to you guys. But come on, man. And who do you want to watch anyway? If the Titans are starting Malik Willis and Logan Woodside, they, they probably don't have great chances to win anyway at that point. Let's at least put Malik out there and get him ready and get him reps. At that point, why would Lo- why would Logan Woodside ever come in and play? Whatever, man. I'm not gonna not gonna get on that tangent today. But man, this Malik Willis stuff really got me hype on Thursday. So good stuff there. But there's a lot of other notes, including absences from practice, injuries that took place in practice with two different players, some additional notes on guys like Rashad Weaver, uh, Ryan Tannehill had a pretty good day. Racy McMath continues to ball out. So we're covering all of that still on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Titans fans, we're going to cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, going over some additional notes from practice. Uh, before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, you guys should check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You get all your Titans news here with me in under 30 minutes every single day for free. You could do the same with your national NFL news, especially when the season comes around. You're going to want to hear news from all these other teams. Not only just to be an informed fan who loves football, but also the Titans play a bunch of games this year. You never know who they're going to play, maybe in the playoffs later in the season. Stay up to date with all the teams, and if you're a fantasy football person, then you definitely want to intake as much NFL national news as you possibly can. The Locked On NFL podcast is free and available on all platforms, just like Locked On Titans. I host the Thursday show every week, so if you go over there and you subscribe, you're showing me some support as well. But let's get into some of the players who didn't participate in practice, and then some guys who got hurt during practice. Still no Elijah Molden. I'm a little worried at this point about that, with the way that that injury looked, the way it was non-contact, and he kind of tripped over himself on the field. A little worried about that one. Um, Jeff Simmons didn't participate. That's fine. Who cares? That's veteran maintenance, and we know it. Ben Jones, Taylor Lewan, Danico Autry, all seem like veteran maintenance. But also, no Bud Dupree again. That's two out of three practices this week. Now, Friday, there's another practice tomorrow. Let's see who's back tomorrow. If Bud Dupree plays tomorrow, and for the record, Ryan Crow, outside linebacker coach for the Titans, talked about Bud Dupree, and he didn't say mention anything about being banged up. So maybe it truly is veteran rest days, but you guys know I'm keeping my eye on that. But anyway, so those are the people who didn't participate. We know that Elijah Molden is an injury. Everybody else could just be veteran rest day. But some people got hurt during practice, though, and one of them is Jamarco Jones. So in the news two days in a row for, or well, two out of the last three days for less than ideal circumstances. The fight with Taylor Lewan before practice, and then now this. And it looked like, according to reports, that it was a lower uh, right side, calf, lower body, maybe knee, ankle, something in there, uh, maybe foot, I guess. That is lower right side of your leg. Um, Not a doctor, as I always say. Um, But that's unfortunate. You know, I theorized, and 
Someone in the comments said it was in bad taste for me to theorize, but hey, this is my show. I'll theorize what I want. I theorized that maybe Jamarco Jones got a little upset with Taylor Lewan in a conversation about his reps. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Taylor was just being annoying, which you could believe that, right? We all know Taylor. Love him or hate him. You could believe it. Um, so whatever. But if it was about reps, well, this is a tough spot for Jamarco if he's banged up at all because it seems like Aaron Brewer. And let me also say this. Keith Carter, the Titans offensive line coach, talked about solidifying starting jobs. Well, if it's an open competition, then it's about someone taking the spot, not solidifying their spot. Solidify would mean that you already have it and you nail it down, you know? So to me, that verbiage would lead me to believe that they know that Brewer and Raidens are their number ones right now, and they're expecting those guys to solidify those spots. And if they don't, then it would open the door for MPF, at left tackle or Jamarco Jones at left guard. But if Jamarco Jones is going to be out anytime with preseason coming up, Aaron Brewer's already in the lead. So he's only going to extend his lead. And everybody loves him. Uh, Mike Vrabel said today about Aaron Brewer that sometimes a six ounce filet is better than a 12 ounce filet. I don't know if I agree with that, Mike, but I understand what he's trying to say. And he's just saying that maybe Aaron Brewer isn't the biggest guy. But because he's not so big, his speed and quickness can help him be better in those areas. And maybe sometimes the net value of that works out to be better in the long run. So that was interesting. But yeah, Jamarco Jones injured at practice, headed inside, did not come back out. At the very end of practice, Lorel Murchison walked off, hurt, uh, couldn't really tell what was bothering him, but he did walk uh, away from practice earlier than other guys as practice was wrapping up and went inside with a trainer. So that's something to monitor. I've been saying that, and some people say, oh, that's not a surprise. But some of you guys just are going to disagree with certain things I say no matter what. And that's fine. I don't really care. But it would be a little bit of a surprise cut for C. Lerum Murchison go if I had to give a surprise cut that could be coming during Titans camp that maybe people aren't expecting. It would be Lorel Murchison. There's so many guys behind him. I've been saying it for weeks. Peavy, Haskell, Garrett. Kevin Strong, uh, even a guy like Demarcus Walker is going to be taking a spot. You already have Naquan and you have Tier. I, I mean, there's definitely a chance Deshaun Hand is a guy that has to be mentioned. I think has a great shot to take that spot. I've been saying all along I wouldn't be surprised to see Lorel Murchison cut because of the competition at the end of the depth chart with the interior defensive line. And if he's going to miss opportunities or if he's leaving out with the trainer of an injury that you know, maybe you can play through, I don't know, then those are things that'll push closer towards maybe him not getting that, you know, one of those final spots on the interior defensive line. Moving forward, though, to some good news. want to end off on some good news. Racy McMath had two good catches against the first-team defense again, both of them on Christian Fulton, one on the sideline, and then he beat Christian Fulton deep for a touchdown. Mike Vrabel talked about he understands what is expected of him and what his role is within the offense better now than ever before, and it's allowed him to have a great camp. So I said on Racy Day, what was it, Tuesday, when he had you know those three touchdown catches and all those big plays, I said that the big thing for Racy is consistency. 
And yeah, consistency for everyone. But when you're a young guy who hasn't been consistent, Kevin Byard's been consistent. Robert Woods has been consistent. Nick Westbrook Aquino has been consistent. When you're a guy who hasn't been consistent in your career because you're a young guy and you haven't had the chance to prove that, well, that's something that people are going to be looking for you. Yeah, you look good on this day. See, we know how good Kevin Byard is because he's been consistent. There's no questions there. But with a young guy like Racy, you start showing consistency, that's when people start to believe in your good days. Oh, okay. Yeah, he can be that. He can do this over and over again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There we go. Don't want to upset you guys. Inside joke for the YouTube crowd. But anyways, besides a great day from Racy, we saw uh, Traylon Burks catch a touchdown pass from Woodside. Uh, Robert Woods caught a nice touchdown pass from Ryan Tannehill where he extended the ball over the goal line. Austin Hooper, Des Fitzpatrick even caught a big pass from Ryan Tannehill. Nick Westbrook-Akina had a couple of catches. Good stuff there on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Rashad Weaver got singled out by Mike Vrabel, said he had his best practice of training camp today, played physical, um, did well in the unscripted period, said he was an improved player, very active. Um, love hearing that, Rashad Weaver, especially with Bud Dupree's up-and-down injury history. Rashad Weaver is going to be critical as what I think is the third edge rusher on this team in, in purely rush situation. So he's going to have to be a critical factor for the Titans' defense if they want to be the defense that they want to be. But that's going to do it for my recap. I know I don't normally do a show on Friday. And hey, I'm closing on my brand new house Friday afternoon. So I probably won't have a show out for you guys um, at the normal time, like 6 p.m., 6.30, somewhere in there. But I may go live later on in the night when I get home. If I have time during the day, Friday's a very busy day for me, as I'm explaining. Uh, if I do have time during the day to kind of pre-record something right after practice finishes and then put it out to you guys in the afternoon, I may be able to do that. Kind of depends. Don't want to promise anything. But with tomorrow's practice happening, I feel like I'm not going to be able to help myself. I'm going to have to get some content out there. So I don't know if it's going to be 5 o'clock. I don't know if it's going to be 10 o'clock. I don't know if it's going to be Saturday. I'm going to get something to you to break down everything that took place at Friday's Titans practice. So. Football's coming close. Hey, there was a football game last night. If you're listening to this on podcast, if you're going to watch on YouTube, there's a football game tonight. It's going to be one of those things where you get excited, you turn it on, and you're like, man, this is garbage. And that's all right. That's all right. It happens every year. What it really means more than anything is there's a football game. And a week from Thursday, there's a Tennessee Titans football game. Let's go, baby. It's time. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.